You're listening to The Dropouts. Hey guys, this is Morgan from The Dropouts. Welcome to episode 8. This week we did something a little bit different and had our very first ever guest on the show, which is crazy exciting to us. So we are thrilled to say that Justina from Lush Lemon Co. joined us for a conversation. And if you're part of the sign making community or woodworking on Instagram, then you likely already know who she is. But if you don't, please go check out her work. It's insanity. It's so amazing. Again, it's Lush Lemon Co. on Instagram. Justina has been making the most beautiful signs for the last five years. And what I have to say personally is that Justina is one of the very first sign makers in the community who lent me advice and mentorship when I was brand new to sign making. She truly embodies the notion of community over competition. And because of Justina, my signs were always improving. And that's not only due to her generosity of advice, but just from the inspiration that I took from seeing her level of work. She's one of the original creators in the sign making realm, probably one of the first five to 10 Instagrammers who really took off with sign making. So it was really a genuine pleasure to be able to talk with her. She's very lovely and she has such a grounded demeanor. She's pleasant to talk with, but she's also really pleasant to listen to. So like myself and Jess, she left a career that did not align with her so that she could pursue a career that does. And she went from hospital administration, sitting in a desk, downstairs, in the dark, um, just doing her work, to scrolling. And she made the leap after realizing that her well-being was at stake if she stayed in the healthcare system. So after a self-imposed sabbatical that she took in Australia for six months, she returned to Canada, decided to leave her desk job, and took a chance on Lush Lemon Co. And in this episode, Justina, Jess, and I had the topic of abundance be the pillar of our conversation, always circling back to how the mindset of abundance can change your life as well as your business. Unfortunately... We encountered several connectivity issues, and there was a severe thunderstorm in the middle of recording, so a large portion of our interview with Justina did not end up downloading, and I did not realize this until I sat down last night to edit. But what we do still have intact is a wonderful conversation, and we do plan on having Justina back for a Maker Bonus episode where we can go back and capture pieces of the conversation that we lost to the recording. I'm super bummed out about it. She had so many amazing things to say. Breaks my heart. But onward and upward, there's nothing that we can do to get that recording back. So the part that we missed was her full, full story of how she made the transition from healthcare to becoming a full-time creator, as well as the mindset of abundance changing the trajectory of her business. So I will ad-lib some pieces here before we jump into the interview. So what does it mean to come from a mindset of abundance. So abundance is basically a trusting and a knowing that there's always not only going to be enough, but an abundance of resources for everybody. Everything from money to customers to followers to community connections to friends to relationships, all of that. It's it. We have to come at everything from a mindset of abundance. It changes the game. So in the Instagram community, for example, um, with sign making, there's been a really lovely movement that's that's been in place since I was sign making probably a year and a half, two years ago, and that is community over competition. So 
Look for inspiration in others and know that there's always enough knowledge, fresh ideas, creativity, customers, income to go around for all. Like your neighbor, your fellow creator is not your competition. They are your community. When you start to look at others who do the same work that you do as your community and through the lens of abundance, it shifts everything. So if you're in business or just life in general, and you ever feel yourself in a scarcity mindset, which would look like fear of not enough, maybe it's not enough customers, maybe it's not enough money, just remember there are literally billions of people on the planet and the customers that you seek out already exist. An abundance mindset is an inherent knowing that there is more than enough for everybody and by someone else having a customer, it doesn't take that away from you. That simply is just a customer for them. And you might turn your head to the right and there your customer is. So just remember, you could not serve everybody in the whole world. You could not serve all the customers, even if you wanted to, which is why shifting to an abundance mindset changes how you operate. It changes how you see what is possible for you. And before we stitch in our conversation with Justina, I wanted to tell you guys about some very, really, oh my gosh, exciting news. We just talked about all of this yesterday. So that's why I don't have Jess on here talking about it with me because we just finalized it yesterday. But Jess and I are going to Bali in October of this year, and we want to invite you to come with us. Yes, you heard that right. Bali, we want you to come. So we decided to jump on board with Kayla, who started a company called Luxury Retreats. And in October, we are planning a trip to Bali. So the dates are October 21st through October 26th of this year, 2022. And the beautiful part is Kayla takes care of everything. All you have to do is show up to the airport and the rest is smooth sailing. And she's planned some beautiful experiences, which include all of your meals and your tours. And she even has built in some time that you can go explore on your own. There's private suites for everybody and the opportunity to meet some really incredible new people. And basically how she's doing it is she's looking for groupings of two to fill the trip. And she has eight spots available. She was able to expand this because she got this beautiful property in the middle of the jungle with these lush pools and this beautiful meditation area and gorgeous statues. It is amazing. She sent me pictures yesterday right before Jess and I said yes to the plunge. And it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. It could be your friend. Like just how Jess and I have paired up to go, it can be one of your best friends, but it could be your spouse too. Bring somebody. That's all you have to do. You and somebody else split the costs and come. So like I said, she has eight rooms available. And once they're gone, they're gone. And then you'll have to wait for her next excursion that she plans next year, which I don't believe she's finalized yet. So I would take this one while it's here. And this is the most amazing part, the part that Jess and I were not expecting in the least bit. But if you guys reach out to Kayla, all you have to do is put down a $375 deposit to secure your spot. And on top of that, if you mention Jess and I, you get $500 off your total. $500 off your total just for saying you heard it from us. And on top of that, Yesterday, Kayla said, and I also want to extend this so that other people can refer people. So it's basically this amazing referral chain. Say you have your best friends to other people and you say, I really want you guys to come on this trip to Bali with us. You get $500 if they sign up off and they get $500 if they sign up. So basically you could get up to $1,000 off trip to Bali just from using our name and by referring somebody else who signs up. 
And if they sign somebody else up, then they can get $1,000 off. So it's this incredible, crazy chain of referral. Actually, when Kayla first told it to me, I asked her if the price was per person because I was like, oh, that's pretty reasonable. And she's like, oh, no, that's per couple. So when I tell you guys that the price is insane, it's insane because I truly thought it was per person when she first told me. So not only that, so you can get up to $1,000 off, but you can also secure your spot for $375. She has payment plans. There is literally no good reason why anybody can't go to this. I'm serious. Like This trip is going to change your life. It's going to be a life-altering trip that all you have to do is put $375 down to secure your spot, and you can get up to $1,000 off, go with people that you love, care about, and enjoy spending time with, meet new people, have a life-altering experience. So I am most excited to spend time with you guys, to have experiences that are unique and soul-altering in one of the most beautiful places on Earth. And for anyone who came to our vision board Zoom, I think you can all agree how there is an energy shift when you are around people who are inspired and who love doing the same things that you love doing and who are yearning to experience all that life has to offer, all of the spectrum of experiences, including traveling to beautiful, lush places. So if this is something that you are listening to and you're like, I want to go to Bali in October, and I think that sounds amazing, and I can swing a $375 down payment, and I can definitely ask so-and-so to come and get a whole thousand dollars off the package price, reach out to either us at the Dropouts FM and we can get you in touch with Kayla. Otherwise, you can reach out to her. Her Instagram is luxury underscore retreats underscore. She will be able to get you all the information, answer any questions that you have. So bring a friend, bring a spouse, immerse yourself in the experience for all things holy. Enjoy life. Seriously, give yourself permission to have this experience because that's what life is. It's about doing things that light you up. And I think Bali is going to be incredible. She has this one tour where you get to go through the jungle. And you know that famous swing that you see? It's like a wooden swing and then they swing over the jungle. And sometimes they have these like gorgeous long flowing dresses on so that it flows behind them and they swing out over the canopy of the jungle. One of those tours is included. And then you get to see all the monkeys of Ubad. It's just going to be so incredible. When I was in nursing school, I went to India, which isn't the same, but I'm telling you, when you go to those sacred places and see these gorgeous statues and monuments and temples, it's truly something I will never forget. And I'm very fortunate and excited to be able to see it all presented in a different culture. So here's what I recommend doing right now. If that's something that interests you is pause the podcast, reach out to get information, just send the message and then come back because we'll see the message later. You'll be able to keep listening to the recording that we have for you with Justina and you'll have your message sent. So we'll see it today and we'll get back to you today and get you in touch with Kayla. Um, I'm sure the spots are going to fill up quickly because once you find out the price, it's bananas. Like I said, I thought it was per person. She's like, oh no, that's per couple. And I was like, okay, there's literally no reason people cannot swing this. So we are humbled and grateful for the opportunity to spend time with you guys in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. I oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it. I know you probably can't tell, but anyways, here is some of the conversation with Justina from Lush Lemon Co. I will play it for you now. I hope you enjoy what we were able to capture. And like I said, we will follow up with a another interview to get all the pieces that unfortunately did not record and get it into another episode. So here's Justina. 
All right. So we are here with Justina, which is super exciting for me because I don't know if you know this, Justina, but you are one of the first makers when I first got started that gave me any time of day and answered questions and all of that jazz. And I remember specifically reaching out to you about your photography because it's stellar and amazing and beautiful. And you were so kind. And then you continued, I mean, obviously you continued to be kind throughout our interactions as we got to know each other a little bit. But I want to know some things about you because I don't really know like where you got started and how you ended up in sign making and all of that. So I kind of want to start from the very beginning just because I think that's fun. Sure. So when you when you were growing up, like what did you think you wanted to be? Um, so I guess I kind of started off, I don't know, in the same direction as you guys, but I kind of went into the medical field too. Um I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was like never great at school. Um, I loved like photography. Like I was super into photography and like the arts, but like that's not the stuff that makes money apparently. So I couldn't get into that. Um, So one day I was sitting in my best friend's room. We're flipping through like the college magazines and we're both just like, hey, let's get into office administration. I'm like, okay, I'll get into (laughs) medical because that sounds good. (laughs) So I finished that in college um, and yeah, I, I started a career in that and I hated it. It was the worst. It? What was awful about it? What did you hate about it? Oh gosh, it was, okay, I'm not going to say I hated it because I love the people that I worked with. Um, I did love working with patients. Um, it was just like not for me, just sitting at a desk Um, I sat in like a basement bedroom area, like in a dungeon. And uh, yeah, so it just gradually progressed into like me not not having the best life there. And it's spilling out into um, like my personal life, which I won't get into. And I did something crazy one day and I just booked a trip to Australia. (laughs) What? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was supposed to be a one-year trip. Uh, I lasted six months there, but I uh, I needed it. Like, I needed to, like, get out and just, like, do something that was, like, scary. And, like, I didn't know how it was going to pan out. And, um, yeah, so I got back home from that. That was, like, a great trip. I met so many awesome people. Um, I got back from that, and I... I had my job still waiting for me. And I said to myself, I can either go back to that job and be exactly where I was, um, or I can try something different. Um, So I did forget to mention that before I did go to Australia, I have started, started making just like painted signs, things on the side. I started painting maps and that was selling. Um, So, so I kind of had that in the back of my head that I can make some money doing that. Um, so yeah, when I got back from Australia, I'm just like, screw it. Let's try and just make some money (laughs) making signs because it was working before I left. So did you have a scroll saw at that point or did you buy one after you got back from Australia? Um, I had a scroll saw in my garage and I had no idea what it was. Like it wasn't (laughs) mine. (laughs) Whose was it? I don't know. I have no idea. There was just like, you know, your dad has random tools in the garage. And he's like, I don't know whose that is. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and use it. So I did see people um, like scrolling on Instagram and uh, I'm just like, yeah, so I tried it and that kind of took off. And yeah, I guess here we are making signs and making money. <laughs> yeah. So how long, how long have you been making signs now? Um, I think it's been like, God, I want to say like five or six years now. Okay, so unfortunately, this is where we lost about 15 minutes of delicious conversation with Justina, where she gave us pretty much all the good details about her journey. And we did make a switch from our recording app to Zoom and picked back up because the recording was getting a little dicey there. So um, eventually, after we did that, we lost Jess's connection because she had a tornado warning going on and the thunderstorm cut out her power. So we just struggled a little bit all around with our very first guest. But um, in this part, Justina was discussing how at a certain stage of her business, she felt a lot of jealousy when she was looking at other makers um, doing the same work that she was doing similar work and how she was coming from a scarcity mindset. And she eventually came to a realization that shifting to an abundance mindset not only feels better for everybody, but is the truth of how the world operates. And Justina's business has been thriving ever since I have known her. So I will let her pick back up on the topic of jealousy here and you can listen to the rest of our conversation. So I want to like circle back to something Justina said when she was talking about kind of being in this like jealousy mindset or jealousy arena, I guess, for a lack of a better term, because I feel like I feel like jealousy is a really great indicator of it can go two ways, right? Like we can let it consume us or we can be like, oh, I'm jealous of that person and use it as inspiration to go to the next level and be like, jealousy doesn't have to be like negative, but I think so oftentimes it gets a bad rap, a bad connotation with it. And so you talked about jealousy and kind of being in that headspace for a while. So how did you eventually get to the other side of where you could take inspiration from somebody, but not have maybe the jealousy behind it? Was there like a certain shift or would you just start naturally doing it? I I don't know if I can pinpoint that exact shift, but I just remember thinking to myself, like I'm making money, like I'm paying my bills, I'm doing the things I need to do. um, And then I'm just like, I don't need to be, we I think we're just so used to seeing these like huge conglomerate CEOs and Amazon Mm -hmm. and they got to be the best and we got to be the best. And it's like, no, no, no. We can make great money and have a great life without being like this huge thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, if that's the case, then there is space for so many people here. Yeah. So I gave myself that space and just knowing that I can expand if I want, I can downsize if I want, and I'll always be good. Something that I always think about, like, this is maybe a little woo-woo or whatever, but it's science. Like, The universe is literally constantly expanding. Like that has been proven. It's science. And so if the universe as big and huge as it is can constantly expand, then certainly like we can look beyond our little scope of like what we think is possible for ourselves, because there's so much that we don't even look for or see or give ourselves permission to see. And it's like your next door neighbor doesn't have to be your competition, right? Like you can just own what you do and do it well. And if you're serving your customers with the best that you can, then that's enough. Like as long as you're Mm -hmm. not doing something shady or 
or like malicious behind the scenes with like money or something. It's like, if you're serving your customers, that's enough. And you don't have to be constantly comparing to like everybody else. I, I do think there's something to be said about finding inspiration in other people's work, because I know Jess and I have talked about this before, you know, people feel like they're copying each other, but I'm like, everybody got an idea from somewhere. Really everything is kind of just, nobody's reinventing the wheel ever. It's just someone yeah. sees something in a window or something. And they're like, I bet I could do that with a sign. And then they're the first to do it. But at the same time, it's like, they got inspiration from something. They didn't just like magically think that up out of nowhere. So I think people need to just be like easier on themselves when they're creating and just come back to the place where creating is fun and wholesome. And remember why you got started in the first place. Cause I know for me, I lost that along the way because, well, I made like 900 mistakes which was fine, you know, live and learn, but I definitely lost my passion or my drive to do woodworking. And I I'm curious, like, have you ever felt that way? Like, have you ever felt tired, (laughs) tired of doing it? (laughs) (laughs) Always tired. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say tired of doing it, but like, um, I can see myself doing other things, Mm -hmm. which I think is great. Like, I think it's another asset to thinking abundantly is like, I'm never stuck Mm -hmm. doing this. Like I can always do something else, like the abundance of money. Like I can literally, like, I honestly think that if I go out and I'm passionate and I love something else and I can make money doing it, like I can kill it. Like, yes. And if you just think, yourself that way it's it changes your mindset and it's like the fears you have about well, I don't have a pension well it's like well I can make 200k doing this and I don't need a pension because I can make my own pension yeah yeah people get really hung up and I know it's a little different in Canada because I think your health insurance is different than ours but I know in America one of the very yeah. first things that I hear all the time for people that want to leave a job and do something that genuinely like truly lights them up and that they think could be life-changing for them is health insurance. And it sucks. It sucks so bad that people get in that mindset, but if you make enough money, you can purchase your own health insurance. And people think that is a luxury, but really when you step back and you think money can come in and in and in, and I can, you know, parcel some of that off to pay for health insurance. And it doesn't have to be the end all be all for why you live the next 45 years of your life doing something you freaking hate. Like, don't let yeah. health insurance, I'm talking to, to Americans, please don't lo- let health insurance or the fear of not having it or needing to afford it keep you from living your dreams. Because what I will say as somebody who worked in healthcare is people who had great health insurance were the ones that used it the most because they were the sickest, because they were the sickest people because they were doing things that they hated and it raised their blood pressure. They were eating like crap. They weren't sleeping. Those are all the people that are going to use the health insurance. So guess what? If you start taking care of yourself, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the chances of you needing crazy, crazy good health insurance drops because you're just pouring from a full cup when you are taking care of yourself versus like developing diabetes and high blood pressure because you were working night shift for 28 years, you know? So 
that is just my like little aside to Americans. Sorry to go on a tangent, but like, I actually, I want to add on that like super quick, just because a couple of days ago I got my own yes. health insurance, my private health insurance. And it's actually, and it's funny because the plan that she's like, I worked with a doctor that reached out to me, actually, she, it's like, it's all tailored towards small business owners. And I was like, Ooh, actually I really do need health insurance. Like I, I, we had a phone call, heard, heard more about it. And it's kind of based on like good health. Like you get you obviously they, like they they prefer people who have better health obviously and like all the things that would have probably disqualified me from this specific plan which is like literally better than any other health insurance I had through working through hospitals or any other employer like by a like by a landslide all those things that would have disqualified me were like medications I took because I was so stressed at my old job but I'm not taking them anymore because I'm not stressed I'm not depressed like I used to be like all of those things that like I wouldn't have been able to qualify would have had all like shittier health insurance more expensive more expensive health insurance and all that stuff like it's all kind of come full circle and I'm like oh that's kind of cool yeah you can get your own health insurance yeah yeah and preventative health is a lot cheaper than you know reactive health care you know like we are so ingrained to take care of an issue or approach an issue after it's become an issue instead of just being proactive about it and taking care of ourselves so that those things don't happen. Like you have to think of the investment. Yes. It's scary to go out on your own or start a business or leave the job that has the health insurance. But at the end of the day, what is the cost to you in the long term to stay at that place that you hate? It's probably going to cost you years off your life and quality Truly, like if I would have stayed where I was with all the swing shifts and 16 hours and lack of sleep and negativity and toxicity, I know for a fact that mentally I would not be well and physically on well on my way to developing who knows what, you know, cancer or I don't know anything. Anyways, yeah. I mean, I guess that's like an aside, but I'll say one more thing about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because I have firsthand experience with that, like when I was working in that clinic, there was like the the thing, like let's le- eat out lunch, let's eat out lunch, let's eat out lunch. Mm-hmm. So I was eating out lunch like all the time, <laughs> and I was also sitting in a dark dungeon, like not getting any sunlight. And one day, like, I just felt like a fluttering in my backside. And I'm like, what the heck is that? So I worked with doctors and he's like, that might be your liver, like fatty liver. Oh my God. So I had to get that checked out and they're like, yeah, you should probably like, um, yeah, take care of like your eating habits. And like, (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, like I was always like smaller and like healthy and like all of a sudden I'm just getting into these terrible habits because I'm not happy yeah (laughs) like just straight up not happy yeah and we use all these maladaptive coping skills just to get through our day when we aren't happy and one of them being you know overindulging overeating eating the fatty foods that make us feel good because it's a momentary blissful moment and you're eight hours of crap that you hate and so yeah I I 100% agree it's it's incredible. Like, do you feel like your health is better now that you aren't in that environment? Like now that you work for yourself and can make your own schedule and all of that, like, do you feel, cause I know there's kind of like a teeter totter of stress, right? Like the running joke for yeah. business owners is like, if you don't want to work a nine to five, then become a business owner. You can work 24 seven, but like, yeah, I have like things to say about that too. Maybe not in today's episode. That's just whatever. But do you feel, do you feel better now? Like physically, mentally, spiritually, all that stuff. Now yeah. that you- it, There was like a transition time where 
where it was really tough. I was in like that hustle culture, Mm -hmm. which I think is, is sometimes positive when you're first starting just to get your feet off the ground. Um, but that you just burn out doing that. You can't do that 24 seven for forever. Um, so there was a point where I transitioned from that hustle culture into time management, which is, I think you guys were talking about last time, time management. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I've, I found the shift of my personal health goals and my business goals and my personal goals. I just had to like separate everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly, I mean, it's always a work in progress, yeah, yeah. but things just like come together. Yeah. So kind of to touch on that, if you could go back and tell yourself something when you very first started, like give yourself a piece of advice, what do you think you would say to your yourself five years ago when you were starting off in your own venture of sign making? Um, it would, I don't know. I mean, it would be if I could find that abundance mindset earlier, mm-hmm. I think that would have set me on the right track a lot sooner. Um, I was just constantly trying to... I don't know, I guess just be the best. And it was just putting me in a terrible mindset of, you know, I need the most customers and I need to take every single customer because one day they'll never be here again or yeah. they'll go away and I'll never get them back. And um, yeah, I guess just thinking, thinking that. So it's interesting that you brought up taking every customer because I'm hoping that after this episode, we can hang out, even if it's for like 10, 15 minutes and just do like a quick maker episode about, about sure. being a business owner and being in the Amazon culture, because I feel like it's warped so many people's expectations of what is possible. And, um, when you say taking every customer, it makes me think like not every customer is a good customer either. <laughs> like, Really, mm-hmm. like, there are some people um, yeah. who just are better off. Like, mm-mm. not every customer deserves your work. Truly, it's yeah. true. Yeah, and that's also me taking every customer. I was also fine. Like, you're undercutting yourself if you're taking every customer. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's got to be turnaway, and it goes both ways. Not only them saying no to your prices, but you saying no to pieces and orders that just are not for you. Otherwise, like yeah. you just, you just will not succeed. You will burn out or whatever, build resentment or both or whatever. It's just, and I tell like the people in my maker mentorship program, this all the time, like there has to absolutely be turn away, but from both you and from them, like you cannot take every order. You cannot, I will not let you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With that, the one person that really taught me that was um, Christina from Naturally Handmade. She was, I was at her place and she was making stuff and I asked her her prices and I'm like, holy shit, like you charge that much? Not because she's expensive, because I was like super cheap, like way too cheap. I wasn't making money. Um, Yeah, the fact that you don't need to take every customer and that there's always going to be someone around the corner that's actually going to serve you and your business. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's what you want to shoot for. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's something to it too, to like envision who your perfect customer is. And then those people eventually will find you. Like you will attract those people to you if you put that out there. And I know that maybe I'm a little more woo-woo than the average person, but I genuinely believe like what you put out is what you get back. And what are you putting out there? Are you putting out there that you don't think that you're worth 
charging enough? Cause those are the customers that you're going to flood into your inbox then of like thinking that they can get a sign for $70. Like, sorry, Martha, that ain't it for me. Like, I don't, I can't <laughs> do that anymore, but that's what I, what happened to me. I felt like I was way undercharging. Like it's embarrassing now that I know how much people charge what I was charging, but it's amazing too, that those customers kept showing up because of course, you know, I wasn't charging my worth. And so if I would have raised my Mm -hmm. frequency a little bit, raised what I thought of myself, raised what I believed I was worth, you know, in terms of charging, not worth as a person, but in terms of my work, it's like, those people would have found me too. Those people would have paid for me to do that work too. It's just, I didn't think that I deserved quote unquote, like big air quotes around that deserved higher paying clientele for whatever reason, you know, at that moment of time. And it's a lesson that I learned. So I know that you have been kind of working on expanding your business a little bit. So what, what is your vision for your business right now? Like where in the next year or five years or whatever, like where do you want it to go? Or are you not even thinking that far ahead? Uh, no, I, I definitely am. I, I feel like right now where I'm at, I'm at a very like strange point in my business because I can take it so many different mm-hmm. ways. So I'm just trying to navigate like what, I guess I'm trying to navigate it with the sounds. I don't know. It doesn't sound dumb, but I'm trying to navigate it with love. Like what, mm-hmm. what can I give to my community Um, because I saw you doing it with like your candles, you're like giving to this community and it's, it's freaking crazy. (laughs) Like what you're doing is amazing. And I messaged Jess and I'm like, this girl is like insane, like so good. Um, so just seeing that like lights me up and I love, I love seeing my community grow and my local businesses grow. Um, so I want to navigate something toward that, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not sure yet. fundamentally I want to get a laser mm-hmm. um just to up my production other than that I don't know like it's just kind of like up in the air right now for me something that you talked about or like mentioned in what you were just saying and I it kind of like put a little light bulb on for me too um as our theme is abundance obviously we're chatting about other things but so oftentimes people think abundance is just money or wealth or income and when you are open to abundance, it's not just money. She's, she just talked about how her business can go anywhere. There's an abundance of ideas. There's an abundance of opportunity in front of her, in front of you to do whatever you want to do. You can pivot and shift. And you know what, if something doesn't work, guess what? You just go back to ground zero. Like, you know, that works. You can go back to ground zero. And the beautiful thing about abundance is that the, the limit does not exist. It's like in mean girls when she's like, she finally figures it out, right? Like she's like working on this problem and working on this problem and she cannot figure it out. And all of a sudden she's like, the limit does not exist. It's like, that's what this is. It's like the <laughs> limit does not exist. Like literally you, the ideas for everything are so open and it, we put ourselves in a box all the time. And what I always want to reiterate to people is think outside the box, but really there is no box. There is no box. We, we've created boxes. They do not exist. You can take things as far and wide as you want to. Doing this podcast and talking to people like you, Justina, it's like, and Jess, you know, it's just like, I want to remind people that you can do anything you want. You know, you're talking to three people or you're listening to three people who all were in a career that they did not like. And if we, we all could have easily 
And I say easily in terms of leaned into the societal comfort of just doing that for the rest of our lives. Or you can take the leap, take a chance, believe that things are available to you and then embrace it and be open to receiving it and create a life that you actually want to live in. You know, it's like, I think abundance is so far and wide and there's so much to it. Um, and I know that, didn't you start a community garden? Yeah, well, almost. Um, so last year I started, (laughs) I started a a garden and it was just going to be for myself. I don't like, I saw an abundance of food and I saw like visually seeing this abundance. I'm like, it literally does exist. Like it's right in front of me. So this year I expanded the garden. (laughs) Like it takes up my whole yard. So this year, um, I mean, I love gardening, so I just did it as like a side thing I'm gonna set up a little um like a little booth at the end of my driveway and just like if you guys want to give donations (laughs) and that's another thing that like just brings me love like I love seeing my community smile um and just like if you want to give a donation for next year's seeds cool and like also like food prices are so scary right now Mm -hmm. if I could like alleviate some pain for like a family living down the road if they just need some dinner like asparagus whatever um if that helps them like I love it I love that just seeing my garden explode yeah and I think like it's interesting to watch a garden because it's a tangible physical representation of abundance right like you give some you nurture something you give it water you make sure that it's like you're caring for it with like positive energy and like you know, with love, like truly, you're just like, Oh, look at these little seeds. And then you see things come from that. And, and it's never ending, right? Like as long as you keep watering the garden and keep taking care of it, the vegetables, the fruit, everything is going to keep coming. And it's, that's like such a representation of life in a bigger, more broad sense. It's like, as long as you're taking care of your energy or taking care of yourself or taking care of your dreams or whatever it is, the abundance is there it will just keep coming. And if you, you know, if you doubt that at all, look at anything in nature, you know, anything in nature, there is abundance. Nature is like always evolving, always abundant. There is always more than enough. I love that you started that. I love it. I think there is like such beauty in giving back to your community. Do you feel like since you started giving more that you feel, you feel more abundant, like through giving, do you feel like you're receiving more? Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it's almost to do with like the law of attract, like law of attraction is, I mean, if I'm giving like all this abundance to somebody and it's built with love and I, I genuinely care about doing this and giving back to my community, I'm meeting like so many neighbors and like, we're having little fires together and like, we're all supporting each other. And like, I met other small business owners from like doing this and it's just like I never expected just from growing a garden that also build like a physical community in my neighborhood yeah it's like an abundance of connection you know it's it's so beautiful I, I love that one of the biggest things that I could tell any business owner is to give back give back I know it's gonna feel like there's resistance from people I can hear it when I tell people find a cause that you're passionate about and give back because 
in you yeah. giving back, you are going to receive tenfold. And that's not why you do it. You don't do it to receive, but there is like a beautiful ebb and flow that starts to happen when you start giving without fear. Because when you start giving without fear, you're not living from a place of scarcity anymore. You're living from a place of abundance and knowing that that's going to come back to you in so many different ways, whether it's through you know, community or network, or, you know, maybe it will be money. Maybe it will be an opportunity somehow, but it's, you know, abundance is so cyclical. It's just like, it's there all the time, yeah. but it's like, if you give out, you'll get back tenfold. And something, I heard something today. Oh, what was it? She said, um, you don't get what you desire. You get what you are. Meaning like people all the time try to manifest, like, I want all this stuff. I want like this, this, and this, but it's you, you manifest what you are. Meaning like, if you feel abundant, if you are abundant, you will, you will manifest that. And it's not about desire. It's about what you are and like what frequency you're, you know, riding on. So I, I love the vegetable thing. I love the garden. What do you grow? <laughs> Oh God, I have like everything. I got tomatoes, corn, cucumber, beans, potatoes, artichoke. Is there, <laughs> I got is there anything that's been hard to grow? Like that hasn't just taken off for you? Um, this is my second year. So I'm still trying to like figure out all the pests and stuff in this area. <laughs> um, last year, like my potatoes didn't do great. So this year I kind of like figured it out. Every year is learning. We're in Canada. So we have like three months of like solid gardening weather and then it's back to doom and gloom yeah no I, I hear that I'm not that we're like that far north but I'm in Wisconsin and I I was actually yeah. just thinking about that today I was like um I've got about two and a half months of nice weather left and I feel like we just got into it I know right someday uh, I'll move somewhere nice and toasty and more even is it on your vision board yes it is <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have mine too. <laughs> yeah, where is where would you want to be? Oh man, like any anywhere warm. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking like it'd be cool to live like Costa Rica-ish. Like maybe when I retire, that'd be awesome. That's brave. <laughs> I feel like that's so brave to just like jet off and live in a different country. I mean, I know you did that with Australia, but so did did Josh give you like the green light to kind of talk about where he's at with his yeah, yeah, I can talk a bit about it. Um, so he he works for um, for somebody, and I mean it's you know you're nine to five, not loving it, but he gets a pension at the end of it. Um, but he also has something else going on that he started this year. Um, so recently he graduated and got his black belt in jujitsu, which is like. A big thing if you know about mixed martial arts like that's like pretty awesome to get jujitsu is like no joke I feel like you can yeah. literally take somebody's keys away from them and like rearrange that I don't know like it's crazy <laughs> I don't I watch those videos of people doing jujitsu and I'm like I don't even know how their toes just did that like pin someone to the ground <laughs> yeah it's super cool it's cool to watch but like I hate when he practices on me because it's like oh it hurts <laughs> But um, yeah, so he graduated, got his black belt, started instructing, and jujitsu has just always been like that thing that lights him up. But just never thought that he would, he could pivot from his nine to five, and he hasn't. Um, <laughs> and I would never tell him mm -hmm. or force him to pivot from his nine to five, but just seeing that thing that like lights him up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so he's been teaching twice a week at somebody's gym and he comes home and he's just like filled with all this joy. And I'm like, but you could literally be feeling all that every the time. day. You can live in that space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's the fear of not having the pension. And I totally get it. Like for some people, like, I mean, that is the thing that will forever hold you back and that's okay. Um, but I think as long as you have that thing, close by you that still lights you up and you're still doing it um yeah so that's what he's been doing super excited and sometimes people come to terms eventually with like like I think of when I was a nurse and I did it for six and a half years and I wanted to leave every single day like walking the building made me physically just like ill you know it took me six and a half years to realize that I could just leave like I could just leave Mm. and it wouldn't be the end of the world. But I knew that, but there's like a difference between knowing it and like knowing it and feeling it and letting yourself be like, I could just leave. Like, I don't have to come here every day. Nobody's making me come here every day except for me. I think the hard part is like, if you don't have that base of, of your business before you take the leap, that's why I'll never when people ask me, should I quit my job? Should I do this full time? I'll never, ever say yes, because I don't know what you have going on. I don't know your family life. I don't know what kind of business base you have. I don't know your current income. Um, And I think people like, you'll just eventually know, like, you'll know when to take that Mm -hmm. leap. Um, Like you said, it just kind of like clicks and you just actually know like, Hey, like I can do this. And I, there's an abundance of of things I can do with this business and I can make money doing it. Yeah. I think too, people, they have this thing that lights them up and then they silo that thing into, that's the only thing that they can do when really it's like, you can do that thing, but there's all these different branches that come off of that thing that could also bring in money. You know, like I look at some scroll saws, for example, Jess is a great example of this. It's like, yes, you do scroll saw work and you do amazing signs, but now you're teaching other people how to recreate a successful business and how to do it on their own and, and what to watch out for. And so, you know, there's always an avenue of teaching and just, do you feel like now that you're teaching, do you see scroll scroll saw work differently now that you're teaching other people? Like, has it changed your perception? Cause I know you were in a rut for a little while, but has it reinvigorated something in you? Yeah, I think so. I think I also just needed to five, four, three, two, one, just do it. I think it just seeing other people be really motivated helped in turn kind of motivate me after being pretty burnt out. And I I really was teetering on the edge of like, not, of not doing woodworking anymore. And I think a lot of it was, I'm thankful that I didn't have like some regular job to fall back on because I probably would have honestly knowing myself just because it would have been easier than pushing um, against the resistance that I kind of built up, but teaching people and like the maker mentorship program, like it really has like lit a fire that was almost extinguished (laughs) to be honest. And like, I, I don't think they truly understand how much I try to tell them, but how much even just who I know I'm helping them, but they're also helping me because it's, it's me, you know, they, you know, they say when you're teaching something, it's only making you stronger in that. Like if you're teaching, if you're a math tutor, like you're 
going to be better at math because you're teaching someone like that's like one of the highest levels of like, you know, quote unquote mastery is like teaching and like, re, you know, regurgitating all this information to somebody. So I feel like that's all it's also just solidifying the things that I'm saying to myself, like I'm like, okay, I kind of need to say this for me to also fully believe and remember, you know, why I'm here and what I'm doing. And it's, it's been really good. I, that was a very long-winded answer, but yes, <laughs> answer is yes. Do you think that you're going to continue doing it after your initial group of people has quote unquote graduated? Yeah, I, I plan to, I think it's been a learning experience for sure in terms of like what works, what doesn't work. Um, but all the feedback I've gotten has been really great. We're really only not even halfway through, like we're in week two. Cause I, obviously there was a lot of imposter syndrome with like, what am I even doing? Like the, what, what do I have to offer that they don't already have or have access to? But truthfully, I mean, I, I do have a lot to offer and I've seen a lot of growth in the, in just a few people that I have been talking to and, it's really cool to watch because I think a lot of it is, you know, this is what they've been wanting to do, but just we're kind of stuck and didn't know how to get there. And just kind of giving them that space to grow has just been really, truly an honor. And I would, I would love to continue doing it. And I, I think some of them are interested in, in doing it again. And I have a wait list that I need to, I'm going to start um, following up with and planning out um, the next, next group of people. So piggybacking off what you just said is had you not given yourself the chance to just try all of those people would have been robbed of your amazing skill set and your feedback and your you know what I mean like we so oftentimes tell ourselves no before we let anyone else tell her tell us no like let other people say no and with that I'll say you're gonna get a hundred no's before you get a yes and that's okay but don't tell yourself no before you even give yourself the chance. Because if Jess would have told herself no, she wouldn't be teaching these people. And they would, you know, somebody said they almost quit. They almost quit because they had a negative experience. And you're completely helping change the trajectory of this person's experience. And with that, you have no idea what these people will go on to do and how many lives will be touched from doing this. And like, you know, just, I think of all the joy that, all of us have spread just from signs. I know it sounds so simplistic, but it's like, oftentimes people are getting assigned to celebrate something, whether it's a new home or a, a baby that's just born or a business. And it's like, these are celebratory things and you played a part in helping somebody experience joy. And if we would have all been like, sorry, I just don't think I can do it. Those people wouldn't have had our talent and gift of what we put out in the world. And so I suppose my my conclusion to that is just give yourself the chance because there's more out there than you think there is. And there's more out there than you can actually see. Like you just cannot understand. You'll never be able to fathom the infinite nature of business and what it can do. Because like I said, there's billions of people in the world. Certainly you can find X amount of people every month to like support what you're doing. You just can, you can. Yeah. I think the more you start doing it, the more that expands and expands and expands. You're like, when is this going to stop? And it's like, it's not, you can keep going. (laughs) The beautiful thing is like, you have the reins, you have complete control. And sometimes people take that and they think it's intimidating, but actually it's really empowering. Like 
if things feel like they're getting too big, you can slow down, you know, you don't have to like go balls to the walls all the time, but going back to abundance of knowledge, teaching other people things, you know, how much light does a candle lose when it lights another candle? None, none, it loses absolutely none. And if everybody started to embrace that and realized not only with knowledge and relationships and all of that, like lighting other people up, doesn't take anything away from you. It only enhances your experience in the world. And with that being said, how many more candles can be lit because you lit one infinite. You'll never know your full impact. You light one candle with another. You never know how many more candles that's going to light up. I just really want for people to give themselves permission to just start, to just try. Cause a lot of people are living in that, like, I just can't do it yet. It's like, but you can. And I want everyone to know that. I, I suppose like the one last thing that I want to add, you know, circling back to like how people think abundance is just about money and wealth. Um, and people have a hard time allowing themselves to feel that money is abundant. Cause I know people are listening to this and they're like, yeah, okay, Morgan, money is abundant. You guys are all full of crap because I, my bank account says $5 or whatever, you know, that's like a multi-layered thing. But what I will say is if you cannot believe at this moment that money is abundant, could you believe in other things that are abundant? Could you start to look for all of the things that are abundant? And this is something I said to Justina a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I, I heard this, did I read it? I can't remember. It's not my novel idea. I think I heard it in like another zoom or something, but she, somebody was saying, if you cannot wrap your mind around money being abundant or opportunity or business or wealth or whatever being abundant, start to look for all the things that are our heartbeat. You have an abundant amount of heartbeats your entire life, crazy, crazy amounts that we can't even fathom. That's what's going on. We have an abundant amount of cells in our body that are just like functioning all the time. And it's wild. Like if you think right now, what's happening in your body, bananas, bananas. And like, you know, the shades of green outside, when you go outside, like how many shades of green, abundant shades of green are everywhere or, you know, sun rays or waves in the ocean. I mean, all this stuff, like start to find the things that are abundant in your life that have nothing to do with money, because what you look for, you will find. So if you look for all the ways that you're, you know, living in scarcity or living in lack, or that you're not good enough as, or you're not as good as this person, that's what you will find. You will find that because you will be looking for reaffirmation of what your belief is. Now, if you start to look for abundance, that is what you will find. It's just how our brain works. And once you start to train your brain and rewire it so that you can look for abundance, it's amazing how much more abundance starts to come in and how much it's always been there, but you have opened the gate to receive it. And that's the other thing. We have to be open to receiving all of the opportunity that is there. You can have the idea that abundance is everywhere, but if you are shut off to receiving it, if you're feeling awkward about asking for what your price should be pieced at, you will be living in scarcity. You have to be open to receiving and be open to asking what the value is. And guess who assigns the value? You do. You have to be open to receiving abundance or seeing it and then start to receive it so that you can make more, make more, whatever it is, make more friends, make more community, make more vegetables in your garden. You know, it's like, 
all of those things. I know we kind of kept things in the abundance realm, but one more question I have for Justina, if you could give any piece of advice to somebody who's just starting out right now, what would you say? And then Jess, I'm going to bounce that question over to you too. What would you tell somebody who's just getting started or who wants to start something? I would say sit down and really think about is, are you doing this because you see that cool girl on Instagram doing it? Or are you doing it because it genuinely lights you up? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I went through that too. I mean, I'm like you, Morgan, like I see a business opportunity in everything. Like, yeah, (laughs) I was telling you, like we have um, a beach by us and I'm like, there's like a shack there and I'm like, oh my God, I can open up an ice cream shop there or like a smoothie shake shop. And I can like, had all these ideas and I'm just like, why would I do that? Like I, that wouldn't light me up. I wouldn't like to do that. I don't like working with food. So just to genuinely sit down with your thoughts, with a notepad and just be like, do I actually want to do this? Do I love this? Will I love this for the long term? Um, or am I doing this to prove something to myself or prove something to my family and my friends? Um, yeah, I think that's it. And, and also sit down and think about if I'm saying no, am I saying it because I'm fearful that I, it won't work out? Or am I saying it because it's genuinely, I don't think I would like doing this. And if that's the case, pick something else, like sit down with yourself. Yes. Is there something else that you'd actually love to do. Yes. Yeah. It honesty is key in whatever you're pursuing. If you're pursuing something because you're genuinely curious about it, you will find so much more joy in doing that thing than if you're doing it because you think other people want you to do it, or because you think that it would somehow get you clout for the wrong reasons. I love that. I love that advice. Get honest with yourself and really reflect on what it is you want out of life, what you're curious about, and then allow yourself to follow genuine curiosity because genuine authentic curiosity will lead you to where you need to be. I mean, we all know when we're doing things for the wrong reasons. When I was in nurse practitioner school, I was like, this sucks and I hate it, but I feel like I have to do this because it's money. It was not for me. I mean, it wasn't the weird, weird way of pleasing that perfectionist side of me. But when I got honest with it, it's like this, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? Why am I wasting time and energy on this? Jess, what, what do you think? What would your piece of advice be? Well, yeah, no, I'll piggyback off that. Cause I mean, like, like you both said, I think following your curiosity is so important. Like if you have, if you're curious about something, there's a reason you don't have to go full-fledged buy thousands of dollars of equipment. Just start dipping your toes. Just see, because you know what, if you, you know, like you've, you've had all your hobbies that you've tried in the past before candle making, I've had plenty of hobbies and, and those experiences are not, you're not lost. And those are like, those are all things that will help get you to where you're meant to be. So follow your curiosity. And like we talked in our last episode, or I guess two episodes ago, taking action, just do it just do it. Just take a couple steps and just see how you feel. Like what, what there's really nothing to lose and everything to gain. Like I said, you don't have to go purchase this huge commercial space. You don't have to go balls to the wall because I know I tend to like, we, I think both of us, maybe all of us tend to gravitate towards (laughs) that, like go big or go home, but like, just take it, just, just follow your curiosity and just do it before you talk yourself out of it. Five, four, three, two, one, just do it. 
just try it. Just try a little bit of this and see how you feel. And, and eventually you'll figure out if it's actually for you or if it's something that's helping lead you to where you want to go. So, yeah, I love that. I will always be a huge proponent of following your genuine, sincere curiosity. Cause I think for me, it was just what led me to where I am and like light on the other side of such turmoil where I was just like, Oh, I can just like, see what I like, <laughs> you know, I don't have to know when you're 18. Like we also get stuck in like, Hey, you're 18, pick a major. It's like, how many people picked something when they were 18 and are, you know, 65. And we're like, I just was an accountant for 55 years of my life. Cause I picked it when I was 18 and I hated every minute of it. It's like, Oh, so you had one life and you picked something at 18 and thought you couldn't deviate from that ever, ever. Like, yeah, I don't know if you guys have this where in the States, but for us, we have this like quiz that you do in high school and then it picks a profession yes. for you. <laughs> I'm like, yes. and when I did that, I'm like, I'm not going to be this, but what like, did you say? I should be because, oh, I think it was kinesiology. And I'm like, I don't even know what kinesiology is. <laughs> Justin, do you ever have to do that? Yeah. And I feel like I remember. I remember it just saying, I don't even remember what it said because back then I was just so hell bent on being a doctor that like anything, including my internal dialogue that said something otherwise, I was like, no, no, I don't even remember. I don't even, I remember taking the quizzes. I remember them being so long and I'm being like, this is so stupid because I already know that I'm going to be a doctor. So like, why am I even doing this? And now I'm kind of curious, like, what did it say? I have no idea. I really have no idea. I kind of wish I did. I wanted to ask you, Jess, do you know where that doctor thing came from? Because I know you said your parents are obviously like very educated. Do you know where that came from? Or just like one day when you were little, you're like, I need to be a doctor. I don't remember. Sorry. There's a tornado apparently oh, outside. So all the dogs are downstairs. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Like, I think we talked about it a little bit. I tried to unpack it a little bit in some of the first episodes that or the first episode where it's like, I think I just wanted influence mm-hmm. on people and to help people. And that was, you know, from a young age, you, you think, oh, doctors help people. So I'm like, oh, okay. Here's a very clear cut path where I don't have the uncertainty because I don't love uncertainty or I, I used to not, I used to hate it. Now I find the beauty in the unknown, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it was just a very like clear cut. Okay. Like, okay, I'll do X, Y, and Z and I'll be a doctor and then I'll be able to help people and I'll have money to support myself, my family and every, everything. And that was just kind of the, and then I was just set on it blinders on didn't think about literally I would say like 80 percent of like you're 18 years old like what else are you going to choose right yeah and I was like math and science based so I think it just kind of checked off all the very literal boxes of like what I needed I feel like the options they give us are so limited like they don't really talk about being a business owner an entrepreneur or you know oh you really like jewelry guess what you could like own a jewelry gallery you know like I feel like they're like doctor, lawyer, dentist, nurse, here's your options, pick one. That's it. You know, like there's no, at least where I went to school, there was no conversation about anything other than you need to go to college because that's what you do. And there was nobody ever questioned it, right? Like you just, you knew that you had to go to college, quote unquote, and that was it. And then you went to college because you were told you had to. And it's so interesting to me, the way that we 
condition in society to be like, these are the only things that you can do. And this is the only way you can make money when really it's like, actually there's a million other options to make a lot of money or do something that really lights you up that have nothing to do with these like very streamlined approaches, which if that's what you want to do, that's great. If you are, if you truly have like a genuine calling to be like, you know, for social justice and you want to be a lawyer, that's wonderful. But I think a lot of people get sucked into that and they, they just didn't know any better, you know, Yeah. when you know better, you do better, I guess. Yeah. That was, that was interesting. I liked, I liked hearing your guys's input on, on what you would tell people starting out. And, and I would also say, don't take things so seriously. Yeah. Life is supposed to be fun. We get so serious about things and so yeah. wrapped into like, what do other people think? And what do I have to do to like impress other people? Yeah. Just do what makes you happy. If those people don't root for you, then they're not your people. Find somebody else. So then I just want to say to Justina, thank you for taking the time to do this. Cause I know that this was like a chunk out of your day and time is valuable. And I really appreciate that you were here. Oh God, I was looking for, I was nervous, but I was really looking forward to this because I listened to your first few podcasts and I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so it was awesome. Yeah, I love listening to you guys. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's really nice to hear. We, we decided, you know, kind of going back to making a decision, we just decided we're committing to 50 episodes and then at 50 episodes, we'll reevaluate. And if it's not for us, then it's not for us. But I think it's really easy to just be like, well, we did five and mm-hmm. I guess that was good. And then like back out of it. Yeah. Um, but when you make a commitment and then, you know, just going back to building integrity with yourself and following through with that commitment, it's like, I don't know, we'll see where we're at in 50 yeah, episodes. That's, that's and- like, that's basically a year. We should just make it a year at that point. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, we took a week off for Jess's birthday. I put it in the calendar yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take a week off for your birth and, and then like also holidays. So, okay. Yeah. But around yeah. that, it's basically a year. And I, I think at that point, I, I have a hard time believing that we won't at least, I mean, maybe we kind of, you know, tweak some things, but I think, um, it's been really, it's been really, um, humbling and in a good way and an honor to get some of the feedback, especially from someone like you, Justina, where like both Morgan and I have always looked up to you. So it's like, it's like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that always feels weird to me when people are like, oh my God. Honestly, you were like one of the first people that took the time of day to message me back. And I just want to say that I really appreciate that about you. And it meant a lot at the, in the moment. And it means a lot now looking back, but, um, just the fact that you were so above and beyond so many people in sharing knowledge and sharing what you knew. Like, I even remember, I asked you about photography. I asked you about, um, what spray gun you use. And I went on Amazon and bought like a ton of them and it changed how I painted, you know, it changed like how my work looked and that's because of you. So, you know, I just want to say thank you for that. And thank you for making oh. the time to be here. Um, of course. Is there anything that you want to add that we didn't ask about or talk about or that you were hoping um, to say? I don't know. I think I just wanted to mention, like, even with me seeing like this huge influx of people coming in to the maker community, like I haven't seen a drop in sales. I mean, I, I've kind of slowed down on my Instagram stuff when I started, um, 
making like Instagram, like I put all my focus, not all my focus, but put a lot of focus into building that. Right now I've kind of stepped back a little bit from it. I'm not posting as much, but even so, like just seeing the huge influx of makers coming in and even with me not taking the all the time to get on Instagram, like still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. can still do it. You're still going to be good. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Like I feel like you've established yourself as somebody who it's like, if you want a sign, there's like five people I can think of where it'd be like the top five people to get a sign from. And you're one of them. So I feel like people know that about you and you don't have to like, not that Instagram is for like proving it anymore, but I feel like, you know, your work's on there. It's beautiful. People know. So it's like, but even just like getting that community, like I refer so many signs out to people. And like, if you can, if you can genuinely join that community and like not join it because you want like signs, like you want customers out of it. Like you want to poach people like genuinely like join this community, like for love, like you, I mean, we all share, like we don't, it's too much for like one person, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. Like with the, with the abundance is like, we're all going to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, there's too much, there's too much for one person to do. So like, yeah, you have to spread the wealth. You have to spread the workload because you can't take on, you know, 2000 orders a year, or maybe you could, but like, I know I couldn't, I could barely do like, you know, a couple signs a month without losing my mind, but I will wrap this up with thanking you again for your time. I'm, I'm really humbled that you made the time to do this and I appreciate you. Oh, I love you guys. Love you too. So unfortunately, Jess lost her connection as we were wrapping up. So I will be saying adieu solo for this episode as well. And I want to remind you guys all about the Bali trip because I know I went into it at length, but I just can't believe that you can get up to $1,000 off and only put down a $375 deposit to be able to secure your spot. Like I said, it's October 21st through the 26th. Kayla can get you set up with your flights and pretty much all you have to do is show up. That's all you have to do. Show up make your payment plan, show up. It's amazing. And the beautiful thing about the payment plan is you don't even have to be fully paid when you go on the trip. You can come back and still just be making these digestible small payments. So um, check that out. Talk to Kayla about it. Message us on Instagram. If you weren't able to find Kayla, we'll get you in touch with Kayla so that you can get your spot secured so that we can all spend this incredible, amazing, life-altering, peaceful, lush, jungle-filled, bluest water adventure. Let's just do it together. Why not? Life is short. Let's go. So come with us to Bali. You will not regret it. I promise. Otherwise, uh, what I will say is we will see you next time for episode nine next Sunday, 9 a.m. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating if you haven't already. Uh, Write a review. That helps us a lot. Check us out on Instagram at the Dropouts FM. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can Uh, send us a DM on Instagram. Otherwise, our email is thedropoutsfm at gmail.com. So I can't wait to see who signs up to come to Bali with us. And I will see you guys next time. 